Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is 2020. Have you missed us? We're back to talk about Orange County Soccer Club and a bunch of other stuff as we roll into the new year and the new upcoming season. Definitely a lot to talk about that's happened since you've last heard from us. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant in the last seven. Forrester in the middle now. Gets around a few defenders. Forrester with the outside of the right foot. What a strike by Mary Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Heads it down. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I am your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, Joining me back on the podcast, as he always is since day one, that's Dylan uh, where I met him in County Line Coalition the very first time I talked to him. And now we've been hanging out for what, uh, one and a half, almost two years now of talking soccer. Dylan, how's it going? It's good. Um, and in typical uh, me fashion, I was almost late, but uh, I'm here. And I have thoroughly missed soccer the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm, I'm glad to be back. And we're glad to have you here as always, Dylan. Uh, sure also, <laughs> also uh who joined us at the beginning of last season and he just stuck around pretty much uh he's a permanent resident now of our podcast all the way from san diego we've got alan alan how are you doing man welcome back doing great been uh following the arena soccer league uh masl so i'm ready for to mix in some outdoor soccer uh live and in person so i can't wait for the season to get started Oh, and you were starting some trouble on the on the social medias there, Alan. We'll get into that probably later on in the show. Um, joining us for the first time officially, he did do a brief cameo at one of our live events uh, at Knollwoods uh, about a year and a half ago. But now he's officially on our podcast. Uh, people have been asking for it, and we got him on here. That's Andy, Andy from County Line Coalition. Andy, how are you doing, man? Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, I don't know about who was asking for me. I think it was only one dude. Only one dude asking for Andy, but he came on. <laughs> he's He's been a, a lifelong supporter of our podcast, and we're glad to have him on here to talk soccer with us. Um, or for many people around the world, they call it football. And by the way, we brought someone from the other side of the world, all the way from Scotland, to help us uh, dissect this partnership between Rangers and Orange County SC. And that is James Forrest from Heart and Hand a Rangers podcast. How are you doing, James? Good morning, America. How are we all doing? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for the invite, Ray. Oh, no problem. And, and by all means, thank you for uh, getting up early to join us on here and, and talk um, soccer slash football with us and what this partnership means. Before we get into all that, though, we do have a guest from the club that we want to definitely get to right away so we don't take up too much of his time uh, joining us for the first time live on our podcast uh, goalkeeper for Orange County Soccer Club, and that's Aaron Cervantes. Aaron, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's it's going great. I hope everything's going great for you. Uh, ha- how's the the off season been? How's the training been uh, heading into uh, training camp? Yeah, off season's been great. Just trying to stay fit for preseason. And I, I think you've been sort of traveling around uh, since the the season ended. I, I know you took part in the was it the was it the U seventeen World Cups uh, out there in Europe and other stuff, right? Yeah, I, I did a little bit of traveling. We went to went to Brazil for a little bit to uh, to yeah go compete in the World Cup, um, and then uh, went to uh, went down to Scotland for uh, for a little bit of training. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, how how was uh, your trip out there to Scotland? Uh, how does uh, w- what is what's the difference between 
Scotland compared to Southern California? The weather. <laughs> it's a lot colder <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was good to go out there and see what's like the, the soccer side of things and, uh, and how, how they live. It was, it was a cool experience, yeah. And you were out there training with with Rangers, or was it uh, with another? Uh, yeah, I was. I was there or? with. Uh, I was there with Rangers. Yeah. Perfect. And um, what would you say would your your like three biggest takeaways from your your experience out there training with Rangers? Um, definitely the biggest one was going to see the the old firm game against uh, you know Rangers versus uh, Celtic. That that was a big big like eye opener. You know how how big the game is out there and how competitive it is and how everyone's just so into the game, you know, it was, that was, that was a good one. Uh, definitely like the competition and the competitiveness and in, in the training sessions and how, how people get stuck in out there is, uh, is another one. Uh, and, uh, the weather, the weather, the weather was harsh out there. Yeah. I definitely could understand that. I know we're, we're a little spoiled here. We've been, uh, We've been made fun of from, from some of our fellow podcasters around the country when Dylan and I complain that it's either too cold or too hot or what that may be. I'm sure, you know, James out there in Scotland, he's pretty much used to that weather. Uh, James, would you agree that it's still pretty cold, even though you're used to that weather out there? Uh, it's been a colder January, I think, even even then. But uh, December, around about the time that Aaron um, came over, was particularly um, cold, I think. But to be fair, by the sounds of it, he had some interesting um, experiences out there. Aaron, if if I can ask you, just if you were you know out there, you had the chance to train. Was this at the training centre at Auchinhoe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was out there, in the in the training centre. Yeah. How, how did you how did you find that facility compared to what you're you're used to? The facility was. Just- unbelievable uh everything just before training the training prep during training the 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 competition field was just top notch you know it was, it was a really pre- professional environment was it quite inspiring for you almost of course yeah obviously i want to be there someday and uh it was good to go out there and get a little get a little taste get a little sample of it it's good to hear that you <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off there, James. It's good to hear that Aaron's uh, shooting for, for the big leagues there. I definitely don't want you getting stuck in, in second-tier U.S. soccer, although as an Orange County Soccer Club fan, we'd love to have you for life, but we, I think we're all realists that we understand this isn't uh, any professional soccer player's like final goal to play for Orange County Soccer Club. Um, so, I mean, glad to hear you, know, you had a great experience out there and, and you know, have something to shoot for or aim for. And it's nice that the, the, the club's... Uh, Rangers in Orange County sort of built that relationship to give players like yourself an opportunity to go train out there and get a taste of of what's potentially in the future for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's all it, it, it's an honor player for uh, for Orange County, of course, going out there and having the fans with you on. The fans are great, but uh, I always want to strive for uh, bigger and better things, like going to Europe, uh, making my career uh, better. Always, you know. Understandable. Uh, Dylan, I want to open it up to you. Do you have a question for Aaron? Well, I think James beat me by asking about the weather. I was going to ask, you know, we have a very moderate winter and what's like to go into December because I was definitely complaining about the weather all December <laughs> long. Um, and, but hey, I got beat to it. And, uh, you know, I just hope they give you a couple extra jackets, Aaron. I really do. If not, we'll, uh, we'll crowd one or we'll crowdfund one for you or something. Sounds good. I'm gonna need some scarves and gloves in there too, as well. Because perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll make sure it works out. I think we have a couple county oh. line coalition scarves you can probably donate in there. They'll probably smell terrible, perfect. but you know, it's a different story. Um, let me let me go to you, Alan, really quick. Do you have a question for for Aaron? Yeah, you had a a pretty successful kind of first year out with Orange County, uh, getting some games in. Definitely some saves of the week. Um, made it decently, uh, you know, uh, some good runs in there as far as play. What are your goals uh, for this upcoming season, both per- personally and kind of what are you looking for for the team? Um, personally, I, I, I'd like to get, uh, I'd like to get games, you know, games are always good. Consistency is great for a goalkeeper, a uh, young goalkeeper my age, you know, and uh, just for the team, uh, probably a better start than last year because, it was a bit of a rusty start going into going into the season. 
uh, towards the end of the season, it was it was a little bit better. But uh, I, I, this season, I, I feel like we need to do a little bit better with uh, starting up the season. Perfect. Andy, I'll, I'll give it to you. Do you have a, a question for, for Aaron at all? Yeah, uh, one quick one and one more detailed one. Uh, Aaron, hey, it's nice to see you again, I guess. See, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, a favorite vegetable. <laughs> So just really quick, Aaron, just so you know, one of the questions we ask all of our guests from the club, one of the questions that's become like a tradition here is what your favorite vegetable is. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, food your that's... food eats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. It's the first time we've had that answer. I like it. I, I got to uh, credit Ron Swanson with that one. That's not me. <laughs> no, no, no. Broccoli. I, have, I, have, I like broccoli. Broccoli is my favorite vegetable. Yeah, that, that one's it? come up Covered a couple times. I mean, how do you prepare that? If you can walk us through, that's not a trade secret. Well, my my, my mom makes makes broccoli for dinner. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> hey, uh, talk to Aaron. Talk to Aiden. I think he has a pretty good broccoli recipe for you. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you my mom's number so we can excellent can sort that out. <laughs> hey, hey. So a real question, actually, uh, and you might have answered this before. I just haven't heard it. Um, but you know, you're kind of one of these names that we throw around as you know the success of professional development in Orange County in Southern California with Orange County Soccer Club. Um, but when you know when young guys come to you, younger guys come to you and say, how do I get where you're at? You know, what's your answer and, and what kind of mentoring and coaching do you give them? Definitely. Uh, just keep working. You know, it's, uh, you're not going to get anything if, if you don't work. Yeah. Just on your own with your, with your team and uh, just always striving every single training session, just try, trying to get better and better. Perfect. And I have one of our traditional questions uh, and then one last question, then we'll let you head out, Aaron. Um, you're 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 forced, or you you know you have to stand up in front of your team and sing a, a song, do a, a round of karaoke. What song are you singing right now? Great question. <laughs> Take me home, West Virginia, by John Denver. Oh, he's a County Line Coalition favorite now. <laughs> wow, there's no other way to say it. He's uh... one hundred percent into that. Yeah. You shouldn't have answered. Nice. We're going to drag you in the CLC now, and you're going to have to sing it with us. <laughs> so make that's that's your motivation to make the match day, or at least uh, start every game now. Time Beyond and any other Tell one. Me time and place. <laughs> and then uh, one last question I do have for you. This actually came from one of our uh, followers on Twitter. Um, his Twitter handle is a2usl. Um, he wants to know. Basically, he's curious about your hair products. Like, what are you putting your hair? Uh, how do you do that? Because he said your hairstyle is always on point. What's the secret between between that hair or behind that Suavecito. hair? It's called Suavecito. There you go. It's a hair, it's hope, a hair pomade. Throw it in there. It doesn't even move. There we go. And, and I will. I can attest to that. I think we've seen you after a match where you've played a full 90 minutes and that hair is still like perfectly shaped up there on top of the head. Uh, and it's not like you're not putting in work. You're out there making some diving saves, getting the ball, and that, that hair is just there. That's why I think two years in a row you've been one of our nominees for best hair on the team uh, because of how how great you, you do or how you do that hair there. So, um, well, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I would definitely want to give you a quick chance if you have any last, uh, last bit of uh, – inspiration or, or excitement you want to give our fans before we let you go no just yeah just keep keep cheering you know it's always great to hear you guys cheering on on, on the pitch uh come saturday i just love hearing you guys' voice singing and stuff so keep cheering us on and uh thanks 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 for cheering for us last season you guys did great Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Aaron Cervantes, goalkeeper for your Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, thank you, Aaron, again, for taking some time out of your evening to speak with us here uh, live with our fans and answering some awesome questions from not just our fans, but from uh, the, the people on here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch Aaron in all of the Orange County Soccer Club, their first game of the or first match of the season, uh, March 6th, which is a Friday evening match. Oh, by the way, uh, we will actually be posting up there in the fan zone and doing a live pregame show there. Uh, I believe we're working on speaking with uh, James uh, Keston, the owner, Oliver, uh, Vise, the GM, and 
whatever other members of the team they provide Thank you again, Aaron. Have a great evening. Um, awesome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And, and we all heard of there, Aaron. He, he took the trip out there to, to Scotland. He got to train with Rangers. Um, and he even mentioned that's, I mean, that's an inspiration. That's, you know, a goal. He'd love to be able to one day walk into that, I think 50,000 seat stadium there and, and hear the fans chanting and, and be involved in that. He got to go uh, to a match out there. Um, so let's get into this, uh, this, inform- this partnership. And that's why we brought James on here from heart and hand podcast uh, to get into this and figure out what this really means for orange County and vice versa. What does this mean for Rangers uh, and how is this per- partnership going to benefit both of these teams? Um let, let's let's get James back on here. So we we've heard a little bit from you about you know cold out there, and you got to talk with Aaron a little bit about the the training facility. Um, we mentioned before we went live that there's going to be a good handful of fans uh, from Orange County that probably know very little, if anything, about Rangers. So in the most condensed way possible, James, can you give us like a brief, brief, brief history of Rangers uh, Football Club out there in Scotland? Oh, the pressure. Okay, um, so. We are a club that are nearly 150 years old. We have won the most, to this date, we have won the most league titles, uh, and that's 54. We are on the hunt for our 55th league title, which is, uh, of course, very, very exciting. We have won uh, numerous domestic cup competitions. We uh, have won a European trophy back in the 1970s. We are uh, the one of the biggest supported clubs in all, all of Europe. You know, we have one of the biggest stadiums, as you mentioned. We have a, a fan base that goes all around the world, uh, including a supporters club in Orange County. So shout out to the Orange County Rangers Supporters Club if any of them are listening. Um, and yes, we we are a club of, with, with a massive amount of history, a massive amount of tradition, and given struggles in recent years from 2012 to 2016, uh, the rise of us from such a low ebb uh, is a rather remarkable story. Way to do a nice, quick recap of the history of Rangers. Um, so uh, we, we also sort of talked about it, I, and we didn't quite get time to get an answer from you, though, so I just want to figure this out. Uh, before this partnership was announced, what did you or what did the fans there in uh, in Scotland know about Orange County Soccer Club, if anything? Ah, very little. If we're being brutally honest, um, if uh, for a lot of Rangers supporters, it's kind of Rangers and nothing else really matters. You'll get a number of Rangers supporters who are into their football that tends to be European football. You may even get a, a smaller number of Rangers supporters that are into the football that will like football out with European football. And then you're maybe looking at stuff like uh, soccer in the USA. But that tends to be MLS. I think a lot of people aren't quite aware of the fact that there are more teams than just those within the MLS structure. So they're not aware of the USL or, or the fact that there's as many teams in the USL as what there is at the moment. So um, it's maybe a surprise in that sense about the fact that there is there is this team from, from this area and, uh, and whatnot. But I'm sure that this is an opportunity for a lot of Rangers fans to maybe get to know uh, about Orange County, the club, a bit more and... and the type of league that you guys play in um, and and hopefully maybe see some of our players, um, some of our youth players maybe come over and play for you guys at some point as well. Well, I, and I think it sort of helps um, in, in the aspect of things that uh, American soccer plays on a totally different calendar from pretty much Europe uh, when it comes to soccer. So when you guys are going to be like in your little off-season period, I mean, you, it's the middle of our season. And by the way, it's summer in Southern California, beautiful weather, um, you know, beaches and all this stuff, plus a, a nice intimate soccer venue, uh, you know, soccer slash football venue. Uh, we were talking about it. We, you know, we see, I guess, uh, Andy, you were saying uh, it's officially like 5,000, but Andy's counted seats in the stadium and got to about 20, what, 26, 2,800? Like, yeah, actual seats is around 2,700. 
So it might be a good uh, summer holiday for for people out there in Scotland, uh, the the Rangers fans, to make the trip out here to, like you said, potentially see some of the the uh, future first team players getting some playing time in the U.S. Second Division. Um, it, it is a smaller division, smaller stadiums for the most part, but it, it, it's growing. It's there. There's you know growth in the league. There's fan growth in and soccer in America is really growing from when I was a young person where. Pretty much only people that knew soccer were the ones playing AYSO. Uh, now you get at least some coverage uh, on, you know, Sports Center and whatnot. Um, let me go to let me open it up to any three of the other gentlemen on here: Alan, Dylan, Andy. Do you guys have any questions uh, that you'd want to throw out to to James? Andy, did you have one? You look ready. You look so pensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and not to pick out a scab too much, but uh, James. Why do Rangers supporters hate Harry Forrester? <laughs> they should have squirted it to Dodu, that's why. They should have passed it to Joe Dodu. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well done, Dylan. You, you did your research. Um, <laughs> yes, Harry Forrester, for any Rangers fans that are listening, he is obviously still part of the Orange County roster. Um, he, he came... He came to us when we were in the second tier um, on our on our journey back up to the top league, and he had he had one or two good moments at that at that point. Um, probably the one that's most memorable for me is scoring in a cup game in the first like fifteen seconds, which was which was a very very lovely moment. But yes, from that point onward, it was. Uh, not not quite as good in that that moment in particular is the one that I think Rangers fans remember the most about Harry Forrester, the fact that he did not square the ball to Dodu. <laughs> so Andy stole Dylan's question apparently there. <laughs> Way to go. Hey, hey, Andy's coming for your job, Dylan. No. <laughs> no, you know, and I bring it up because, you know, on social media, anytime uh, there's sure. something about Harry on the Orange County social media, immediately there are, uh, I'm guessing, Rangers supporters who say something like, should have squared the ball, Harry, you know, something like that. Mm. Yeah, this, is, so, this was this was in an old firm game um, where, uh, is it, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't beaten them in the league for, for so long by that point already. Um, and had he just played that ball, it, it, things could have gone a lot differently on, on that occasion. So, yeah, we're, we're not very forgiving when it comes to stuff like that, particularly in that kind of game. So, you know, we're, 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 we're one of the best supporters in the world, but that works both ways. You know, we'll, we'll be passionate as hell, but at the same time, if you don't do well for us or if you make a mistake, we're not going to let you forget about it that easily. Yeah, I, I know that feeling because uh, he drew a red in our conference semifinal uh, when we were down by one goal um, in like the fourth. Oh. Was it a uh, well, red? He, I can't remember. He was on a yellow, but oh, it yes, wasn't it was. a second yeah. yellow. It was, it was a red. red. Was a yeah. red. So he hasn't yeah. changed at all since um, <laughs> 20 whenever. Yeah, it was like the 47th minute and we were looking really good. We were down by one goal. And then he uh, drug his studs across some kid's face. And um, we were all pretty pissed off about that. I mean, Dilla was in the stands. You could hear him on the stream, I think. Um, and they didn't have the mics for the fans turned out pretty loud. But I think you could hear Dylan out there. Or if not, you could at least uh, see the steam coming off of that portion of the stands right behind the, the Orange County bench there. I'm pretty pretty sure Dew was going to run out. And oh, yes. Kill him. Oops, sorry. Pretty sure he was going to run out of the box and kill him right there on the field. <laughs> So yeah, um, we look greatly forward. Um, are there any youth players that you don't think are good enough to get time um, with the first team in a cup run, um, or any defenders you can send our way? Yeah, not going, not going <laughs> into League One uh, over in England that you think might be heading out our way, um, or any, well, any youth players that we yeah. should be looking forward to. Well, we. I've maybe seen one or two names of some some guys that um, have have been linked and, and might potentially make them move out. Uh, a couple of defenders. Um, if if you're looking at that guy called Daniel Finlayson, uh, has been talked about as going over there. I think he is someone who is a 
a predominantly uh, a central defender, but he's he's young enough that he could play probably anywhere across the back line. I would imagine another guy, Matthew Shields, is another one. He likes to play on the left hand side. Can play either as a left back or a left winger. Uh, I don't know if that would be of of great use to you, but also uh, a young guy, Cami Palmer, who central midfielder can play kind of as that number 10 as well though those are some of the names that I've, I've seen being linked with uh, a potential trip over to San Francisco listen I, I I think any of our youth players that get the opportunity to go over I think would be would be very excited for that not only in terms of the location but different type of league and and this is the thing certainly I think the benefit of the partnership from our point of view is uh, the chance for our young players to experience a different kind of football slash soccer, um, and they can translate that back back into Scotland, and it's a different kind of experience, a different kind of dynamic on the game, which I, I think would be a great benefit to us. I, I guess from the playing side, from your guys' point of view, the, the chance to get in some more place to boost that roster a bit is probably the best uh, aspect of this partnership for you. Well, I, I think one of the biggest things, if you look at what Orange County has been doing uh, over the past few seasons, is they've really been strong in promoting this uh, path. I don't know, path to pro or pathway to pro, pro, pro. I don't know exactly what the official phrase is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I, I think you're correct. It's it's getting some of those younger players that are going to be quality players that can slot into what we have. Uh, Orange County tried a partnership with an MLS team, LAFC, here for a couple seasons didn't quite work out because I don't think LAFC and Orange County were sort of on the same page. And there was always this sort of, I don't know if it's a, a way out or, or whatever the word would be uh, where LA can just sort of pull their players back whenever they want. Uh, and then you lose sort of some of that cohesion that you might be building up uh, and, Oh, they wanted you to be able to play the players. Even if the player wasn't really good enough to make it out on the roster, we maybe had better players. I think one of the big strong points with this partnership with Rangers is it's not that easy for Rangers to say, Hey, we want so-and-so back for a couple weeks, send them out this way. Cause you send a player halfway across the world. They're going to have to go like a, a few days to maybe even a week just to get back into the, the time zones and, and, and all that interesting stuff. So I think that's where this benefits, um, Orange County very, very well there uh, with more stability with the roster. Alan, I think you have a question that you want to ask. Yeah. We've been focusing a lot on like the benefit of Orange County. And I'm kind of curious, like, I think there's going to be Orange County fans who, because of this, become Rangers supporters or at least follow the team. And I know the Scottish Premier uh, League has some interesting quirks and kind of their own way of, of rolling their season. So I just wanted to... Um, have you elaborate on kind of if we were going to follow the Scottish Premier League and follow the Rangers uh, through the rest of their season, what kind of, uh, you know, what does the season look like? How does it, are there cups? Are there, you know, how does it finish? I know I think they do like that split season. Like what as a fan, um, sorry, not the Rangers following Rangers. I, it's an, it's an American, it's an American thing. thing. Put a the in front of a team. Very Californian, like the freeways to the four Oh five. It's yeah. Pardon my ignorance, but as we're following the team and through the rest of the season, what can we expect as far as play and the season goes? So the the season it's a thirty eight game season. There's twelve teams in the division. You play each team three times, and then you're right. There's a split that takes place after those thirty three games. The top six teams will then play each other again one more time and then the bottom six teams will play each other again so that makes that's that's done purely and simply to make sure that there is another old firm game in there um because that is really the only game that matters in this country um within that as well there's there is the scottish cup uh which will take place cup competition which has teams from all over you know different divisions in scotland we're into kind of the last 16 of that now um so those games will be, be in the mix as well. Uh, and we're also in the Europa League. You know, we're still in the Europa League in the last 32. We've got a game against Portuguese side Sporting Braga coming up, which is going to be uh, a tough game. But this was by far and away, you know, beyond the expectations of 
most Rangers fans in terms of how far we'd get in this competition, considering we had to go through four qualifying rounds to get to the group stage, to then get through the group stage to get into this part. Um, you know, if, if people were wondering how Steven Gerrard is doing as a manager, trust me, he's doing a very, very good job. So this is, if, if you're looking for a European team to, to support um, OKC fans, trust me, this is by far and away the the club to to get on board with and I realized I said OKC of course I meant Orange County forgive me it's five <laughs> in the morning <laughs> it's okay it's, it, it, like you said it's it's super early in the morning we're not going to hold that any mistakes against you I don't think <laughs> any uh Dylan Allen or myself would be able to wake up at 4 30 in the morning and get it perfect we can't even get it perfect when we're doing we get it perfect uh, anyway. <laughs> a, a regular episode I mean I'm I'm surprised Andy hasn't called me out on any of my mistakes yet uh, so far this episode. That's what he's he likes to do. Um, what would you uh, what would you say is the the hope that you get? I mean, would would you potentially hope to get maybe a player from America that you know? I mean, Southern California is a hotbed for talent for soccer. Uh, again, I, I said that Orange County is building this pathway to professional or pathway to pro um, where you're getting some of these young players. We were recently in the news last year for the, for the youngest ever professional contract by a male soccer player in the United States. So they're finding some of these players that uh, they're very young. Um, I, I, I know in Europe, it's a lot different in, in, you know, Scotland's probably a lot different. You have these kids that come up through the academies. They're playing from, you know, age seven with Rangers and just sort of growing and developing. Um, it's a little different here in America, but we're finding some of these, quality players in Southern California, which again is a hotbed that maybe now they see that is we can go to orange County. We could play in the lower tiers of us soccer, develop train with Rangers. And maybe one day, because there's this partnership, we can now see ourselves going to one of the top clubs uh, in the world uh, as a professional. I mean, is that, I guess maybe the ultimate goal out of this, or do you see it more for Rangers? The ultimate goal is just getting playing time for the players. Who knows, I think, is the answer to that. There's many potential um, advantages from, from both sides out of this this kind of thing, both on a playing side and also a commercial point of view. Um, you know, as you were saying, you know, there's the opportunity for maybe some Orange County supporters to maybe take up Rangers as a team. So, you know, that's, that's a case of buying maybe replica shirts or, or, or stuff like that. And I, I guess that works vice versa as well. For me, I I always feel that we've always been better when we've had an American player in our team. You go back to Claudio Reyna, um, you know he he was the first, and we did very well when he was here. Um, guys like Demarcus Beasley, Morris Edu, Carlos Bocanegra, um, to a lesser extent Alejandro Bedoya, but still, you know, these these are guys that. Have have played for us and you know are good good players. We have an American right now, Matt Polster, who you know I think maybe a couple of years ago would have been a, a player that would have played a lot more for us than what he is. It's just because we've got a very very good squad at the moment that he's maybe not getting the the game time that he would maybe be wanting. But listen, if if this all leads to us getting a player from Orange County that is going to make it as a, as a Rangers player and do well, then it's made the partnership worthwhile from our point of view. That or one of our youth guys goes, gets a lot of game time and comes back a much better player and that's the benefit of us. So yeah, there, there's lots of potential and it's going to be exciting to see how, how that all plays out. And then I, I want to open it up to you, James. Do you have any questions or any last questions you have of us? Um or that your fans maybe want to hear or know about Orange County and, and Orange County SC? So, I, I think we, we talked a lot about, you know, we've talked already about the stadium and the, and, and the environment in which these guys would, would play if they were to go over. Um, the USL as a league is quite interesting because obviously there's so many teams and it's kind of split between Eastern and Western conferences. Um do you have to travel all the way to like New York to play games and stuff like that? And and if you do, do you get a, a support that will travel over and, and watch you guys? You know how how intense is the following for Orange County Soccer Club? 
Um, let me go to Andy on that because he's our I, I know Dylan's also Caroline Coalition, but Andy's our representative from Caroline Coalition today. Um, Andy, what do you got to say on that? Uh, I would say it's not as fervent as it is for Rangers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good nicely, Andy. Yeah, James, as you said, it is split east and west. So about the farthest, this might not mean anything for you. The farthest east we would travel, um, I think would be Oklahoma, uh, which is still, gosh, that's what guys like a six or seven hour plane flight, probably. No, 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 no. Like four, maybe three okay, or four. It's four times as far to go. Our longest game would be from here to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, it's about 1,300 miles. So four trips for someone in Glasgow to go to London. Like four round trips? Uh, two round trips. Oh, two round trips. Okay. Yeah, but, that, was a, yeah. that was a lot of math. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that, that, that said, uh, we have our supporter group, which, you know, um, I don't want to say they're the hardcores, but that's about as best as you could describe it. Um, and there's definitely a group of us who um, do travel, but, you know, we're all kind of new family kind of age of life. Uh, we all have young kids, so it's harder to travel. Um, usually what ends up happening is a, a handful will go to away games um, if they're the closer ones. Um, you know, for example, for the season opener last year, I think there was five of us, four of us who went up to Reno, which is, which is about, it's about a six hour drive, seven hour drive. It's like an hour plane flight, get up in the air and they throw a soda at you and you land. Um, but we play Sacramento, which is another probably six, seven hour drive. Um, I would say we don't really have a culture of traveling right now. And that's mostly because it's, it's challenging to travel uh, in the Western U S because the distances are so vast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. You're talking about, about that. It, it reminded me of recently we, we had our kind of winter break. It was a couple of weeks and the team traveled to Dubai for some warm weather training, um, which I mean, given that we're based in Glasgow, the opportunity to go to Dubai is always going to be one you're going to take. Um, we had a friendly game that, that we were, you know, scheduled to play uh, on the Saturday, fans travelled from Glasgow to Dubai to watch this friendly game, this exhibition match. Um, there's definitely a culture of supporters going anywhere to follow the team, especially now. Um, so I think that's quite interesting. And I wonder whether that's something that might translate over time and you might see you know, you're talking about four or five guys that are traveling to, you know, some away games, even though the distances are absolutely huge, as they say. That'd be interesting to keep an eye on if, if that culture changes and whether you get guys that are traveling to Austin or San Antonio that, and you'd be getting 30 or 40 guys and seeing if that develops over time. Oh, it would be awesome to get that. I, I think, like, a big portion of it, too, like, you look at the difference between the two clubs, you know, you guys have a 50,000 seat stadium. And you were mentioning that there's not even enough seats for all the fans that want to go to the games or the matches. Whereas we have a 5,000 seat stadium and it's very rare that we're selling out the stadium. Um, you look at the difference in ages of the teams. I mean, we're a relatively young team. Soccer is a relatively young sport in, in the United States. Um, they, I, I know the U S soccer federation likes to think that they're there with the big boys, NBA, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, but I don't think they've quite reached that point yet. Um, and the, and just the distances. I think there's been some USL, uh, like one of the USL memes accounts or something has gone up and posted like map comparisons of what the travel's like in the US compared to, um, you know, some of the, the countries like in England or or whatnot. And just the the way the distances just sort of are are so much more. And it makes it hard, you know, when you're having to do it each and every week to go um, you know, spend, you know, three, $400 on a plane ticket because it's impossible to, to, to drive somewhere um, and still work a hour a week job and, and go to the kids soccer game or, or baseball game or fencing match or whatever it may be. So um, I, I would love to see it. I would love to see, like you said, even get to a group of like 25, 30 of committed fans that can travel to those. It's just, it's, it's very difficult. Um, and I mean, I, as a podcast, we try to travel to, you know, I know Dylan and I made that opening match last year. Dylan's made it to a few more uh, away matches that I have, but it, it makes it difficult. Yeah, Brad. I, uh, I think part of that too, and James kind of touched on it, is 
uh, it's a, again, history major, but it's math, right? So if you have 50,000 fans and 1% of those travel, that's 500 people, right? We have mm. around 3,500 if, you know, 1% of those travel. Like you know, three and a half? Um, <laughs> it'd be 35, but we don't even get that many, you know? Um, you know, we get a handful of folks that go to LA, but that's always on a Sunday night, you know, and everyone has to work the next day. And, you know, LA is a, is a landfill. Thank you. Uh, LA is a landfill. So we don't want to go there anyway. Um, you know, I, and I think as we, as we grow more, uh, regular supporters, as we get more casual supporters, as we fill out our supporter section, um, you know, I, I think we're on the up and up. You know, you look at pictures from 2007 of our section and you look at pictures now and it's night and day. Uh, I think we're on the road uh, to what James is describing, but I think we're still a far way off. And let's be honest, it's Orange County, California. It's uh, it's not the most uh, sports friendly area of California. It's a lot of we've taught we me and Dylan have discussed this many a times. I, I know our Phoenix possible listeners that don't like us. Um, they get mad at us when we talk about it, but there's just a too much to do in Southern California and B um, fans like to jump on a winner. Like if you're not winning, then they're sitting there sort of like, eh. And mm. I think that has something to do with what goes on with this team as well. Uh, Dylan, Alan, I don't know if you guys have anything to throw in there before we maybe move on to uh, uh, talking a little bit about Orange County's roster. Yeah. Uh, James, what's your fe- favorite vegetable and uh, how do you prepare it? <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm I'm big on a bit of a combination of sweet corn and peas. Uh, I like to use my steamer and get them get them all nice and steamy with a bit of protein in there. Um, that that's usually the veg that I, that I would tend to go for. Um, typical, bit boring, but it gets the job done. I I want to think that Dylan's like ta- uh, keeping track of all these recipes he asks, and then he's going to like create a. a a soccer cookbook of vegetable recipes or something like that. I don't know how that would go, but no, so, Andy. You so haggis, haggis is not a vegetable. Well, no, because it's haggis is an animal, of course, as, as, as you all know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's got three legs. It's uh for it. has got a very, very big face. So, um, I, I, that's, someone actually believed that once when they were asking about haggis, I actually <laughs> believe that was a genuine thing. Um, it, it's a vegetable if you want it to be, you know, you, you, you make that call. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's go and do this. Cause, uh, we don't have much time left on our pod. Uh, we try to keep it under an hour. We definitely are going to try and do that. Even though there's been so much to talk about. Um, there has been, since we last spoke to you to now a lot of roster movement, uh, some fan favorites have moved on to newer opportunities for them. Um, we can run down the list briefly. And if I forget a name or here or, or two, let me know gentlemen, but I do know, uh, Michael Seaton, uh, went out to Germany and I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the team he's playing. You in can the do third it, do it, tier. do it, do it. Let me you hear you do it. Victoria Colm. There you go. It's just cause I didn't have it in front of me and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um, I, I, I don't think he's gotten into an official match quite yet, but I know through some of these, um, scrimmage or, or training matches, he's been looking pretty good. He scored a couple goals. Um, he's assisted a couple goals. Uh, they won a bunch of them. They lost one for one, but he was the only one that scored. So, I think he'll probably fight his way into the starting eleven and start. Well, I think Dylan, you Germany. had mentioned he's probably going to become their best striker at some point. Um, as uh, as much as you know about the team, of course, but uh, yeah, um, and as much as I know about Mike, which is you know, you put him on any team, he'll become their best striker. Like you know, Man United, uh, Tottenham. Um, you know, those kind of teams. Maybe not Liverpool. Easy. Easy. Alan won't even look up and I, I name drop his team, but yeah, you know, that's the kind of person he is. Um other movements that have happened, uh Contour Wasu Ansa. If I got that right, Ansa, yeah. Um he moved on to the dreaded enemy. Um he's gonna be hanging out in Butterfly Gardens is basically what I can say there. Um Joe Amico, the fan favorite from last year, moved on. Uh, Where's he? OKC, I believe, right? Correct. Uh, any other announcements from any players from the roster last year? I, I think those are the the three, unless I'm missing anything. Unofficially, Charlie Adams, who played for half a season in Orange County, yes. is, uh, hasn't it's been announced yet, but was announced <clears throat> in the soccer's game 
that he has signed with San Diego. So officially unofficial. Look, Harry Taylor's not listening to this podcast. You're fine, Alan. Right. <laughs> She's not going to come hack you down. <laughs> the, yeah, shut down the Fairweather pod before it even gets big. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, you know, other movements and official movements. Um, there have been official announcements of returning players, one of them being the ever popular Harry Forrester. Um, so I'm sure James and uh, the Ranger fans are excited that their partner team here in California has a former Ranger legend, Harry Forrester, on the roster still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I did see, like, some when, when the announcement was first made, a lot of the Ranger fans were jumping on, you know, sort of, oh, well, now we know where Harry's been or or what's going on. So I know you guys were super excited about that. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, the return of Thomas Enavoltson. Uh, I think that was uh, an exciting moment for a lot of people. I, I, I will be honest, uh, Dylan, Alan, and myself, we knew a few days before the official announcement was made, uh, but we promised secrecy to the to the club higher up. So we definitely did our best to not leak that information. Um, but I love seeing what everyone had to say or what their guesses were when the club was saying uh, there's a player announcement coming up, uh, an international player announcement. Um what is Andy doing? You forgot Christian Duke, courtesy to um, Mr. Blaine, of course, for uh, texting me right now. We forgot Christian Duke went back home to Christian Kansas Duke. City. I think I heard rumors of player coach uh, with Sporting KC. He'd definitely be a good good fit for that role, but he's got a couple years left with him. I don't know. I'm just happy he's home. I'm going to miss him, though. Danny Chrysostomo's back. That defensive midfield role. Kevin Alston's back. Darwin Jones is back, so that right wing's looking pretty good. Aiden Quinn enters the last year of his contract. I'm trying to think of who else brought Michael back Michael kids. Yeah, Michael Roscoe uh, locking down. Frederick Dew. Which yeah. that's going to put up some competition there for Aaron Sorantes in goal, but um, I think competition in goal is a good thing. Yeah, what's uh, uh, is Tottenham good with that? Or, um, huh, let me think about that one for a second. Hey, you know, their second string goalie has done a decent job uh in the time when you have a world-class goalie go out to a freak injury so uh, yeah is, is that what andy was like going crazy with when i'm looking at his his image on the screen he was like going all no remember they had the post online about who's our mystery player and and oh, has this really specific way he runs where he sticks his finger out and the silhouette showed his finger and we we all knew because like of that. Like five people, like went figured all. That out. Uh, what is that? Zap Ruder. They they went for that and they figured it out. It was amazing. I just thought it was funny because there was a lot of interesting an- or answers or guesses on that, um, and I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, uh, I, I I don't know if I quite uh, if it's just in my head or if I reach out to Dylan Allen thinking like I think people are going to be a little. Uh, disappointed in, in the answer because people were like bringing up like these big names from from you know I, I can't remember what some of the names were but people were bringing up some pretty big names when it comes to soccer and i'm like i love thomas of olton but he's not at that level but i'm excited he's coming back because we missed him this past season um yeah the, the kids returning except for, ankles. except for one kid I, I say kid one of our younger players um, still sort of up in the air. There's this weird, like, what's going on? Uh, unaffiliated or unattached or whatever the official uh, name is on it. It's one of those guys that we brought over um, mid-season Brian last Kale. season as a young signing. There we go. Um, haven't heard anything on him. He's still, I think, last I looked a couple days ago, unattached. Um, I'm hoping maybe it's just he's maybe looking for a potential bigger club that wants to bring him in. And if not, maybe he'll still consider um, – uh, Orange County. I don't know if he was one of the ones that made the trip out to Scotland uh, when some of our young players went out there or not. Um, any names were forgotten on the returning players? I, I can't quite remember. I think we hit most uh, of them. Yeah, um, it's mostly the kids and then a couple of picks. We 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 have a lot of depth that we're missing at the moment. But super draft just happened, so who knows? I know Did we need mention... someone on the. Oh, go ahead. Did... Did you mention Vinicius and Edson? Diego Lopez? Seth Sipley from Reno? 
Oh, Seth Kasipley. How could we forget about Arena White from San Diego? The newcomer. And I think we reached out to, uh, I reached out to Brad um, when that announcement was made out, uh, was made just to sort of figure out or get a little scouting report. Uh, Brad, our friend from 1868 Weekly, just to try and figure out, uh, you know, sort of how he might fit in with this club. Is it a, does he think it was, or did he think it was a good signing or whatnot? Um, One of the, or a couple of the key things I got from him, I know he was very sad to see um, Seth making the trip down South um, and sort of mentioned, um, that he is, this is uh, coming from Brad, um, that he's an attacking left or right mid who won't score outside of the occasional long shot. That was Brad's direct quote there. Um, when we started talking about that, you know, started talking, well, we did get Jerry Van Wolfgang from you guys the season before, similar, you know, outside midfield or winger type player. Uh, and Brad's uh, response, or, or when I asked him a little bit about that, uh, I asked him if he's better than Van Wolfgang. Um, he said, Jerry had more potential. Seth is more consistent, which I will take the consistency uh, in the position um, uh, as opposed to the the potential for a breakout or something like that. I think that's where we were sort of lacking with Jerry Van Wolfgang last season is just there was no consistency in his performances. Uh, for every good match he had, he had a couple bad ones or a couple, uh, not bad, but a couple were just he seemed to disappear. You didn't notice he was out there or whatnot. So maybe if Seth can come in and be a consistent, just put a few more uh, consistent stats out there. Um, he also did mention, Brad mentioned that he'll make, he'll set up his teammates better than he'll set up himself. Um, so that's maybe something which will benefit someone like a Thomas and um, the, the opportunity to get a ball from, from Seth there uh, on the pitch. And Sebastian Velasquez is uh, available apparently. Okay. So went down to Columbia, like a striker. Uh, I think Mikel Berry is more likely. Um, yeah. He played for our U23s. He got selected by Chicago, Columbus. Sorry, Columbus. Uh, Something in the draft, but he's definitely going to come out on loan he, probably he after went, their training camp. He camp. went to USD. He was all American. Smart boy, major in finance. Could uh, probably discern that 3,500, 1% of that is not three and a half people. Um, let's do this, uh, for time purposes. Let's just get in really quickly here to the schedule, uh, and figure out, uh, I'm just going to ask each of you gentlemen, what's the match you're looking forward to most this season? Um, maybe this will help, uh, James and any Rangers supporters planning on making a trip out here. Maybe they'll, we can help them know which game is the, or which matches are the ones to come out and maybe potentially watch. Uh, I'll start off with, uh, Andy, since he's a guest here with us, uh, today, Andy, is there a match that you're looking forward to this season? Yeah, let me unmute myself there. Sorry. That'll work. Um, uh, a, ma- a home match I'm looking forward to. Um, Phoenix, of course, because that's always a good game. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, San Antonio, only because I have uh, extended family in San Antonio. And I love beating them because I get to talk really good trash um, to my nephew. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the Friday night games. You know, it's a new thing for us uh, having Friday games. Supposedly there's going to be fireworks. Should be a good time. Um, you know, we've got uh, Jeff Gardner in the front office now. And it seems like they're trying some new things, and I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for that. And I uh, I've already got some of my coworkers who are who are uh, kind of pumped about you know going to a game after work on Friday. Perfect. Uh, we'll go to Alan. I think everyone knows the answer Alan's going to say, but what match are you most looking forward to this season? Uh, home match for Orange County, Alan. Uh, or it could be a road match if you want to say. Switchbacks. Um, they're going to be <laughs> uh, really good. Um, I think Tacoma Defiance is going to be a, a pretty fun game to watch. Maybe RGV. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, building up the San Diego Orange County rivalry of the Southern California one is low dose doesn't really matter. Um, and, you know, I think that Southern California needs a good proper rivalry. Uh, there's one in hockey. There's one in baseball. There's one in basketball. Um, there's one in college football. There's, uh, there's always a nice rivalry when you get two Southern California teams involved. Um, yeah, they're both really terrible right now, but it's still a pretty good rivalry because it's like we m- lost one or we won one game all year and it was against the Kings. 
Um, so I, I'm looking forward to building that rivalry, but also building that that community uh, between kind of the, the Tijuana, San Diego, Orange County area, uh, just building up the soccer community, uh, getting kids opportunities to play professional soccer in Southern California and keep them home as well as to having them go other places. So I'm really looking forward to uh, those two games, uh, both home and on the road, uh, Orange County, San Diego, loyal. Dylan, what about you? Oh, there's so many. Um, home match, uh, just to not say loyal, I'm really looking forward uh, when Oklahoma comes to town uh, to see Joe Amico again. Basically anytime uh, Phoenix match as well, both because it's going to be a good match and, and to see Kanto uh, Russo Ansa as well. Uh, any Anywhere that our former players end up that I like, um, I want to see them. I want to see them do well. Say hello to them. Um, away matches, there's a good run in, in the summer. I'm really excited. I'm planning to make it out to Phoenix and Sacramento, um, those back-to-back weekends. And then anytime in Vegas is a good time, even when it's 105 degrees. So... <laughs> You know, it's the little things, but there's a lot to look forward to this year, and I think the schedule is actually built out in a way where you can theoretically make it to multiple matches. So I better see some people this year. Um, I I uh, definitely can I add one really quick. Go ahead. Uh, And I'm completely drawing a blank, but uh, who's that guy who kicked that guy square in the back a couple years ago? Romeo Parks. And what team is he playing for now? Mexico United. Hey, he made a so mistake. So looking forward to that game. <laughs> he, made his, he made a mistake. That was one time. Like I feel I, like everyone needs to get off his back about that. And that was a. Uh, you know, Andy's not going to let him forget. I mean, I know, but come on, man. And he's, and he's working on some shit. You know, he's working on some shit to get going there. Uh, the best part is on the USL podcast. They pointed out he's been in the league already. Yeah, he's been back. He yeah. played for uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yeah, so like people are hopping on New Mexico as as if they're the ones who's giving him his first chance back. Um, yeah, I was I was conflicted about that signing, but um, New Mexico is going to be an interesting team to heckle uh, this this season. No Santi Moore. Um, let me get my favorite match if you guys don't mind. We can talk about New Mexico. Turn this into a New Mexico United podcast if we want. Um. Let's uh, say I, I, I got to say the, the season opener just because it's the season opener and, you know, it's a fresh season. It's excitement. We've all been missing soccer for a few months now. Um, we're going to be, like I said, doing a, a live pregame show from the stadium for anyone that can make it out for that. I also want to shout out because they're such great friends of ours. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Reno match uh, when they come down. I missed last seasons because I was in Boise at the time. Uh, so when they come back down, I'm potentially thinking maybe when they come back down, we'll do a live podcast. Maybe if any of the members of 1868 Weekly make the trip down, we could do sort of a combined podcast uh, with the Orange Black Soccer Cast and 1868 Weekly live before the show. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, in the end, all the matches are awesome. I'm going to try and make it out to more than I did last season um, if my schedule allows. Unfortunately, I don't get a chance to make it out to every match because I also coach my son's youth soccer um, and, uh, you know, go to school and work a full-time job and a bunch of other fun stuff. So, but I, I'm going to try to make it out to more and hang out with the, the, the folks out there at County Line Coalition section nine, uh, this season. Um, let's do this, uh, to wrap things up as we always do, uh, a random thought. So, um, just so Andy, I know, Andy, you listen, so you know what this is, but just to give you a little time to think of something if you weren't prepared, and then just to let James know, we just end every episode with a random thought. It doesn't have to be about soccer. It could be about anything. Dylan likes to bore us with things to read. Um, Alan just goes all over the place. Uh, Sometimes I have interesting stuff. Sometimes it's just I don't have nothing to say, so I just say Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. Um, So that's how that works, and then we will wrap things up here. Uh, I'm going to go to Andy first. Yeah, I'll just be, I'll be real quick. Um, I received from a friend for Christmas a signed copy of the Abby Wambach book, Wolfpack. And um, I highly recommend everybody read it. It has really good stuff in there about um, how to be a leader. And it's not just sports. It's not just soccer. It's how to be a leader in life. Perfect. And then I'm going to go over to James next. Really quick, before you give your random thought, though, James, I I did forget to ask a question that one of our uh, Twitter followers wanted to know. They basically wanted to know um, 
which which Scottish beer you recommend uh, for us here in the states? Which Scottish beer? Oh, um, you're asking someone that's not a huge drinker, so that's surprisingly they, they, that does exist in in Scotland. We're <laughs> we're more kind of we're more kind of Scotch whiskey is is the is the thing that we we, we tend to go for. Listen, um, the the typical one would be you know as a, as a lager would be like tenants. That's your that's your basic one. Start from there, and then if you want to get more fancy, you can get into like IPAs and and, and stuff like that. But um, you you might need to ask a, a more hardened drinker than myself. Um, <laughs> as a as a random thought, I'm going to use this as a, as an opportunity for a shameless plug. Um, we're mentioning how you know some Orange County supporters might want to take up Rangers as their team. Uh, best way to do that um, in terms of for your podcast needs is Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. We do uh, weekly shows going over the games and all the big talking points, but we also are on Patreon. Uh, that's uh, Patreon forward slash Heart and Hand. We have up to five shows a day on all things ranges as well as football as well as other other stuff we have shows on uh, the premier league so you can listen to all things liverpool and tottenham if you want uh, we have shows on Serie A. we even have a couple of guys based out in the states ross and ingram who talk all things american sports as well so from 199 a month you can get all that all that type of content and so much more um for all things rangers and beyond yeah, I was looking at your website and I'm like, I went to the like who we are or, you know, whatever mm. your roster list is. And that thing just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. There's like, how many, there's like 30 or 40 people on that list, I think. Uh, it, it, we've got about <laughs> 20, 20 contributors um, all, all, all on the site. So yeah, a lot, a lot of people. So it's, it, we, we like to think of ourselves as like a podcast Netflix like you don't need to listen to everything, but if there's something for you, then fire on. There we go. Um, and I, I would take it is that your your random thought then, James? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll use that as my random thought. Shamelessly plug, and my boss <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be too happy if I didn't take that opportunity. So there you are. Perfect, man. Perfect. Um, Dylan, what about you? What's your random thought for the evening? I mean, you already know it's a. The recommendation, right? Andy already gave us the the literary recommendation. Well, guess what? You can read literature one book. I'm gonna okay. recommend something better than Avi Wambach. Um, Wind, Sand, and Stars from Antoine de Saint Exupery. Uh, it's really good. It's a memoir. It's about his life. It's about his life, life in general. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, he's the guy that read the Little Prince. Um, he was a pilot. He was a writer. He disappeared. His writing's really good. I don't know. Read the damn book. It's like ten dollars. It's not that long. <laughs> I never suggest anything long. You guys will be fine. Oh, Alan, can you wake us all up with something interesting? That's a random thought. Yes, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my boys at Bridge Barcada. Uh, they're celebrating their first year anniversary. Uh, and Bridge Barcada is a free uh, kind of outdoor street soccer group that uh, invites people out. Doesn't matter what your skill level is. They set up goals. They have uh, kind of bibs that you can put on. You basically just play pickup uh, Fridays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. Started out, they played under a bridge. Uh, they kind of swept the area clean and just kind of played pickup, kind of six on six. Um, and they continued on today. They now play in uh, the Chicano Park, um, which is the largest outdoor collection of uh, art in the United States. And it's kind of a cool backdrop to play kind of the street soccer and its kids. It's Semi-pros, uh, 1904 came out. The San Diego Soccers came out. Um, and, you know, some professional-level uh, players come out and play pickup from time to time. And just give a shout-out to them. Uh, it's great to see that kind of community build uh, support for soccer and create an environment where kids can play for free or anyone can play for free. Uh, it's kind of pick up soccer and just give them a shout-out for their one-year anniversary. How did you do when you uh, played with them? Terrible. Okay. Good to know. Um, my random thought, uh, sort of piggyback off Val in there, except for this was for UCI and our, our staff league. Uh, I think when I last left you, I was in the staff league and we were playing and we got to the championship match. Unfortunately, we lost. Um, we were playing against this team that was amazing and my defense didn't do anything for yeah, me. Have I you tried getting a better goalkeeper? Goals. Oh, man. I was, hey, no, I, I gave up seven goals, but I, I stopped at least 10. So, it could have been a lot worse than it was. Okay, Tim Howard, you got yeah, it. Yeah, it is what it is. 
my my defense was just standing there. They weren't even doing anything. So, um, but it's yeah, a new decade. They, they, I'm not going to not roast you. Do better. Yeah. Okay. I'll do better next time. Um, really quick before we wrap things up or end everything, I just want to give everyone a chance to plug any social media or websites they need to plug. Uh, Andy, do you have anything you want to plug to our listeners? No, I'm good. Andy does not want more followers. Uh, how about you, James? If people feel that they want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Hart and Hamez, uh, Hart and Ha and then Mez. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll follow you guys on, on, on Twitter shortly um, if, if you've got Twitter and we'll take it from there. Perfect. Uh, Dylan? You guys can find me at uh, Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan or on Reddit slash U slash OCSE underscore Dylan or in Alan. a library. Oh, in a library, yeah. Alan? You can find me uh, on the Twitter machines at A Underwood 48, trolling the Phoenix fan base using Arena Soccer <laughs> League stats. So, oh, you got him so bad with that. I was so bummed that you didn't throw that out as your random stuff. You were getting them so mad. Oh, um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samora. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Look for us on Facebook. Uh, at orange and blue or just look for orange and black soccer cast on there um you also can go to our website ocscpodcast.com to follow or to find all of our episodes also any news content that we provide i know we've been lacking a little bit lately but there really hasn't been much to talk about as the season comes closer we'll have a lot more things to discuss there um uh, I want to, again, thank Aaron Cervantes, goalkeeper for Orange County Soccer Club, for joining us earlier today. I also want to thank James Forrest from Heart and Hand, uh, covering Rangers Soccer Club and helped, uh, helping us learn more about uh, your team or your club and then this partnership that we have. Um, also, Andy, Caroline Coalition, Mr. Drummer. Uh, before I let you go, Andy, I have one last question for you. Um, question from our Twitter followers. Uh, what is your favorite CLC song to drum? Uh, man. I know we're trying to make it short here, huh? Um, I'm not a very good drummer, so I pretty much just drum the same thing every time. Same beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're all the same to me. Sorry. They're all good. Um, but Perfect. I am partial to County Road. That's an awesome song. Um, so, I, again, thank you to all of our uh, people, everyone that was on with us today. Um, let's end this. I'm Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, ocscpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.